welcome to another exciting episode of Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives with full impact mindfulness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. There's no admission requirement other than the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. If you have a few pixie dust sprinkles of each one of those, welcome aboard. Let the adventure begin. My name is Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, welcome back from your travels. Good to be here, Jim. I know uh, you and I have not interacted in the same space for about a month. It's good to be back in here, back in the studio. It's been great to catch up with you here pre-show, and I'm excited to get catch up on the show Actually, yes, with everybody. As an old friend of mine in the 12-step world says, it's much better to be seen than viewed. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that got dark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. However, as we, as we blossom out of our pandemic isolation and become reacquainted with each other in the world, we once again return to some of our topics. And Mike, we've in the past, and in my own practice, I often encourage the use of a wise mind with people a wise versus an emotional reactive mind. Now, most people may assume that a wise mind choice is an easy one, the no-brainer one, the one that is obvious and without pain. Uh, what would you say to someone who had that conception of a wise mind choice, Mike? I think that word's in there. They, they, they seem wiser for it, right? Yes, and quite often I use an analogy uh, when I illustrate a wise mind to a patient or a friend or someone that I'm that I speak to, however, recently uh, life comes around in strange ways and presents it to you in real facts. Mm -hmm. uh, last Friday evening, I got a call from my daughter, who was uh, very disturbed and in great distress concerning her cat. Her cat became a bit unresponsive and uh, non-mobile, so I said, "Hey, let's." Uh, Let's see if it's a passing thing for the morning. Well, she called me up the next morning, Saturday morning, very early, and she asked me to come over, and of course she was distraught. I took her cat, which was a bit older, and before I left the house, Mike, I asked her if she trusted my judgment, mm -hmm. if she trusted my judgment. So we made arrangements. I took uh, the cat, her name was Lucy, to a emergency that hospital. And Mike, I'll have to tell you, uh, it wasn't a happy place in there. No, no, you don't go to the hospital when you have good problems. Yes. Yeah. So especially yeah. in the emergency vets, mm -hmm. uh, there were various people there in various, uh, levels of, uh, distress, uh, particularly, uh, younger people in tears. And, uh, Lucy was examined. I went into a room and uh, the doctor came in and explained to me that Lucy had suffered a neurological event, mm. which was irreversible. She gave me the option, of course, saying we could treat her here, which would require a period of hospitalization and with the investment of several thousand dollars. And however, she added, I can't guarantee any results at all. So actually, I got a chance to speak to the veterinarian who was a young lady and I explained to her what I did for a living and that I helped people 
deal with life on life's terms and deal with what's right in front of them. And I differentiated the difference between an emotional mind choice would have, which would have necessitated me spending thousands of dollars, which if there was a glimmer of hope, I would have gladly done. However, a wise mind choice in this case was to help the caddies to the next world. So my daughter asked me, she told me that if I had if had to uh, perform that task, that I would uh, hold her while she did it. And it was it was difficult. I mean, the the cat was not my own. However, when you have a living a living being, a living presence in your arms, and you're helping them uh, to ease out of this world, there's naturally some regret. No, absolutely. I, I mean, we had to do some had a similar situation with uh with our cat at the time too. Um, and, and it's real emotional, you know, I mean, I, I called off the rest, rest of the day at work cause we kind of went down and did it on lunch and, and determined where we were at with it. So my, my employer was not terribly understanding, unfortunately at the time. Well, there's, we often help people figure out what's important. So when I came back and I explained to my daughter what was happened and, uh, she trusted me and I've certainly appreciated that trust that had been built back up over the years. I took uh, her and my seven-year-old granddaughter and five-year-old grandson. And actually what I did, I went to uh, my family plot uh, in the cemetery where many, many, many of the Myers are buried. And in the back near the tree line, we uh, we dug a grave for the cat and we, uh, we laid her to rest. So my daughter always knows where she is. And I got a chance to sit and explain uh, the meaning of cemeteries, and actually I sat and talked to uh, my grandson and my granddaughter about making wise mind choices and how they can be difficult and hard and painful. However, was it the right choice? Yes. Yes, it was, even though there were tears shed and it was a hard emotional decision. So, Mike, what we have in this world, we can't take anything with us like we, you spoke, you spoke, you spoke about going to Michigan. Uh, we speak about going to Las Vegas. We speak about going to the Grand Canyon, or Paris, or to a museum. Well, we can't bring any of those places back with us, Mike. No, no. I mean, that's. I mean, we talk about. You know, I'm sure I've talked about on the show about my traveling. I do for work, and and as you know, if you or if anybody follows my social media, at Sorgatron all over the place. Uh, uh, since I started traveling with my one company five, six years ago, um, it's like, well, I'm here. I've had the opportunity to have my way paid to be here to do the work, but I got lots of off time that I can explore and, and experience, right? You know, it's not about buying the postcards. It's about doing the things and having those memories. It's about making memories. And that's what your life's about. And we've often, when we refer back to our old chestnut about using time like as if it were currency, Mike, uh, when we're making those memories, when two people, uh, I recently had a uh, patient and she was uh, going to go to Florida with her partners and we, we and her talked about expectations and what was her expectations of the trip and what was going to do. So here's what I suggested that she do primarily. When her partner says, what are we going to do? I suggested that she tell tell him that we're going to make memories. Mm-hmm. We're going to make memories. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll use that with uh, 
my granddaughter, she'll say, what are we going to do today, Papa? And I said, we're going to make memories, Ruby. We're going to make memories today. That's kind of the, uh, uh, every time, if I'm out and about, and uh, especially with my wife, and we're like, what are we going to do? And I says, we're going to go on an adventure. That's why, I, 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 you know, whenever I'm taking that picture at the airport, you know, it's like, you know, on to the next adventure is, is how I kind of classify it, but kind of the same concept. So when we look at things, we can either look at them as a chore, we can look at them as an obstacle, or we can look at them as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Every single day that we get up is an opportunity. And that morning when I took my daughter's beloved cat to the vets, I could have viewed that as some type of a, a chore, some type of a thing that I had to do. Or I could look at that as an opportunity not only to assist this cat out of its pain and into the next world, However, it also gave me the opportunity to have a bond and a more experience, a more memory-making type of experience with my daughter. Oh, absolutely. So when we were at the cemetery, when I was talking to her and consoling her about her cat, that's a memory, Mike. That's a memory that I couldn't have bought her at a store. There's no gift card that says memories, does it? Mm-mm. You can't go to a store and buy memories at all. Everything is transition, transitionary and temporary. Memories are not. What type of memories are you carrying around with you? Just right at this moment, Mike. Right at this moment, um, my, I, I, again, I'm kind of still fresh on my memories from, from these past trips. Um, very particularly, and you know I like to do video things and I'm having fun. Uh, I went to the Hoover Dam. Ah, and I, and the first thing you go to, uh, the first parking lot takes you up uh, some stairs and on a, a bridge, the highway that goes over where the, the Hoover Dam is. Um, so uh, I'm also afraid of heights. Ah. I think we've discussed on the show. I'm better than I used to be for sure. So I'm just like, I've challenged myself to walk out to the middle. And of course, I start <laughs> taking video while I do it. So no, generally doing that and then walking down Hoover Dam and, and you know walking across it and then also like sitting in the parking lot after I walked across it and watched the Hoover Dam uh, scenes from the first Transformers movie because <laughs> that's where they kept Megatron. Okay. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, I'm here. I'm looking for Megatron. <laughs> you know, I had some fun with it. Uh, so no, those, that's, that, that's, that's what's on my mind. And again, it's going to be like, hey, that time we went to Hoover Dam I, or I went to Hoover Dam and look for Megatron is, is kind of my memory. It's on top of my head, you know. Okay. So. That's great. So that's something that you're carrying with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 sorry, another one. Uh, we Please. went to Lake Tahoe and, and, and kind of a connected memory. The water was very, very cold <laughs> uh, because it's mountain water and it's very clear. And as I, said, I haven't seen water this clear since Thailand and some mm. of those, some of those uh, beaches that they had out there in the ocean. The bay or whatever it is um so uh yeah which then got me thinking about thailand and all the crazy stuff we did over 10 days there uh so no yeah absolutely i didn't bring much home from thailand <laughs> you know um you brought home memories yeah, i brought home memories a lot of pictures a lot of footage too because it's actually what i was there to do so but um no that no i'm, I'm i feel fortunate for all of those opportunities to get a lot of places um, especially over the last five years with things. So when you video an event, when people video weddings, when people, why do people video 
weddings, Mike? Uh, for the memories to refresh, you know, to capture the moments, right? So, or put a gloss on the moments. Yes. <laughs> so what those do is they're, they're cues for memories, Mike. Mm-hmm. Photos are cues for memories. Mm-hmm. Photos are substantial items. They're solid. They're two-dimensional, however, but what they carry is many, many, many memories. Even a four by, let's say an eight by ten picture. How many memories does that carry? Mm-hmm. When you when you see a picture of your childhood, Mike, what type of memories does that evoke? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, comfort, usually. When you have memories, one of the things when I do an initial evaluation with a person, quite often I'll ask them to bring a memory up from their past, good, bad, or indifferent, the first memory that comes to their mind that they tell me about. If you had, if I had asked you what a memory out of your childhood was right now, bang. Uh, just generally or yeah, the first the one? the first memory that comes up I mean, up the first one, when you talk about the childhood, I got this weird thing where I feel like my first actual memory is standing there or being held by my mother at the back door uh, that goes to the driveway and and waving to dad going to work ah. in his red truck, pickup truck. Okay. Like that is classically like for some reason, like in my mind, there is like darkness. And then that moment, ah. like to me, I, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was a dream thing or something, but like in my mind, that's like how things started. Isn't so that wonderful? It's a, we- it's a weird thing. And it's always stuck with me. Well, so weird. There you were with the two most important people of your life. Mm-hmm. You were with your mother and watching your father go to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So memories are something to be cherished, not to be put away. You know, we often talk about memories, and a lot of times people will say life's unfair. When somebody says life's unfair, what do you think about that, Mike? Um, I think, I think generally yes, but I, I, I think like it's a lack of preparing for that. Because I, I mean, yes. life is fleeting. Life is you're not going to have the good times all the time. I, I I I am very actively aware, especially as things are starting to get better over the last year, or since the, over the last year. You know, even before everything went down, it was like like this is good. Everything is good right now. I like being in my neighborhood. I like doing this. I like coming in the studio and doing this. I like the traveling I'm going, and I don't know how many times. <laughs> How many times I was accurate with this? I'll be sitting there on whether a wrestling ring with a certain company, or or sitting on you know the sidelines of a racetrack that you know that that, that we're shooting, and say you know what you know maybe I won't be back to this and I'll be okay, you know. Oh, okay. And then and then I was right. <laughs> However, you so, do you do have that memory, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But it's a but it's about enjoying that you're there in the moment. And taking it in because it's just one of those like you're here like not a lot of people get to do this thing that you're doing, you know, or 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 you know have the lifestyle that you have or, or anything like that, and and you know that could all change, you know, tomorrow. My life is neither fair or unfair. It mm. merely it merely is. It's your perception. How about that? Hmm. It depends how we look at it. Mm-hmm. You you've heard the phrase life's dealt me a bad deck of hand. I've been dealt a bad deck of cards. I've been dealt a bad hand. But then how then how was your poker face when you got that deck? Yes. Right? So let's let's just use an example out of uh you and I's recent past back in February 
when we both tested positive for COVID. Oh boy. I was trying to forget that one. Thank you. Was that was, <laughs> was that because life was unfair, Mike? No, it merely had happened, didn't it? It was a series of bad choices I didn't know were bad at the time. Do you believe that life spe- life specifically picked on you and I? No. 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 Um, no, absolutely not. It's not fair that I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Well, it's neither good nor bad. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be bad, but it happened. I mean, it, 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 you well, the, the it, unfairness but... about it is. That's yeah, the unfairness. I mean. No, yes. There is no. There's no fair or unfair about life. Right. Right. Um, so, but however, most people hang on to the memories of how they their perception that life is unfair. Mm-hmm. So you and I dealt with that rather successfully, I believe. How also, but that's the thing I brought up to you. You and I testing positive for COVID. I could sit here actually and spend the rest of the evening talking about the good things that you and I have experienced together. Yep. And the good memories that you and I have together. All the guests, we're approaching our 300th show. Mm-hmm. Imagine all the memories that we have together. At least 300 of them. Yes. <laughs> The memories of sitting down in your basement. Yep. Yep. The memories, one of my favorite guests was Sawtooth Willie. Yes. Oh, Sawtooth Willie. I need to catch up with him. (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) For those of you who uh, are unfamiliar with Sawtooth Willie, I interviewed Mr. Sawtooth Willie in the role of myself being a a behavioral health therapist, which is a pretty good catch. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a good show. Uh, yeah, just search for that on YouTube. Those videos are still out there. So that's a, a lot of fun. That's a very good memory. And speaking of memories, Mike, uh, recently, when we're hoping to have on our show soon, my mentor, both uh, Mike and I's friend, Dr. Safter Chandra. Absolutely. Home from Arizona. We're yep. hoping to uh, have him back on the show and talk about his life and his uh, development and participation in holistic wellness. Absolutely, it'll be good to have him. Good after visiting his world for so long, so many years, it'll be, it'll be good to have him uh, uh, hop in and, and join us in our world that we've created over here. So when we talk about making memories, folks, Mike and I are planning a uh, trip to New York City soon, and we're also planning a couple day trip down to uh, Delray Beach, Florida, where <laughs> I'm going to get some more tattoos, and I'm going to try to convince Mike to get some. No, no, you're not. And no, you're, I want to make the wise mind choice and say no yeah. to that. Mm. So <laughs> that would be rather I, that would be rather a permanent memory. I, right? I, I go. My wife's gone for two months. I want to come back and have tattoos. She's gonna be like, "What happened?" <laughs> so uh, no, I have no interest in tattoos. Like I, I love tattoos. Nah. But I don't trust myself to make a good decision of what to put on my body. Oh. That's my problem. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, okay. it's not that I'm opposed to the idea of tattoos. I'm just opposed to making that. De- like, it's too big of a decision, Jim, to <laughs> decide that. Like you, you, you. I mean, you are solidified in your 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 conceptual uh, sleeve design. You know what I mean? I mean, like that is you. Right, like I don't know. What am well, I getting a podcast they're, they're mic meaningful. or something? Yes, they're like, like I, I don't feel like, like I have a couple things that maybe I would do, but I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know. So I'm hoping what everyone takes away from this particular podcast is hopefully not to bug me to get a tattoo. <laughs> is that wise mind choices can be hard and difficult and painful. Mm-hmm. However, the real uh, test of a wise mind choice is if thinking back on a difficult decision you've made and asking yourself, would I make that same decision again? Would I make it again? And also remember that when we're making those choices, we're making memories. What type of memory are you looking to make with the significant people in your life? And we go back to making wise mind choices. So until then, we offer a free prescription at the end of every podcast, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait and fish for memories. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.